0: The Children's Hospital Trust have just launched a campaign aiming to raise 150 million rand over the next two years for various projects and programs to help heal the children of the Red Cross War Memorial Children's Hospital. The campaign launched with a tragic true story about the Weber family who sadly lost their two-year-old son Connor who drowned in a bucket filled with water stored outside the house during the droughts in Cape Town. Chantal Cooper, the Head of Fundraising and Communications at the Children's Hospital Trust, has joined us in studio today to chat about the campaign, to chat about the trust, to chat about this hospital, um, and to just tell us why it all matters. Chantal, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you. It's an amazing to be here.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've you've traveled the whole of Joburg in the last couple of days talking about this campaign that you've launched. Before we get into that, what is the Children's Hospital Trust?
1: Well, maybe let's start at the beginning with the Red Cross War Memorial Children's Hospital. The hospital opened its doors in 1956 And in 1994, a group of doctors decided to start a non-profit organization called the Children's Hospital Trust because they found that even with all the will in the world, government couldn't provide what they needed to save the lives of children. And it's an excellent example of public-private partnership. And to this day, the hospital realizes that they can't do it on their own. And so they work in partnership with ourselves, with donors, with corporates, with all sorts of role players to ensure that children get access to the best care possible. I mean, the hospital sees around 250,000 inpatient and outpatient children a year. It's a standalone specialist children's hospital, and that's what makes it special. We don't share the space with adults. So the children and their families get that special attention that they need.
0: The hospital, it's down in Cape Town, correct? Yes. So it's down in Cape Town. And what sorts of, I mean, you're saying it's a specialist hospital, so we're looking after children. Is it all children with all sorts of um, disorders and, and anybody that really needs help?
1: So what we're really well known for is... Cardiology, So any kind of heart conditions, transplants, kidney, liver, tissue, oncology, neurosurgery, neurology, you name it. Complicated, groundbreaking surgeries that take place. So we fall under the umbrella of UCT. So there's a lot of research that takes place. But something that I'm really excited about is the reach into Africa. So there's a misperception that um, Red Cross Children's Hospital is about Cape Town. And it's the complete opposite. So what we do as the trust is, um, in partnership with UCT and Red Crosses, we help to bring in pediatricians from Africa. Through the universities and the hospitals and we want to empower pediatricians to go back to their countries and create a service where they've identified there's a gap and so the reach is all the way into Africa in terms of spreading our message of every single child doesn't matter what you have or what you don't have deserves excellent access to health care.
0: I'm smiling because... Just recently, I've been involved in an online conversation with regards to adults and children (laughs) and how adults have made really bad decisions that are affecting children and the children are really the future, which is such a cliche thing to say, but they really are. And for me to be sitting here and hearing how you are equipping adults around Africa in places that desperately Mm. need the resources to be able to help our children be better. Mm -hmm. um, It just makes me feel good about where the world is going.
1: I mean, I I cannot even begin to tell you how inspiring these individuals are. I mean, these people choose to work in the state facilities in their countries. They could be working anywhere in the world, but they are choosing to save the lives of the children in their country. And that is the same with our doctors in our hospital. We have iconic, globally respected specialists who could be working anywhere in the world, but they choose to work in a state hospital at the Red Cross Children's Hospital. And so one of the elements that I'm really, really proud of and, and want to stand on top of any mountain and shout to the world and say, miracles take place every single day by special people in that hospital. And it's not only the doctors, it's the nurses, it's the porters. And when a child goes into surgery, those porters are exceptional. And that's, again, what makes the hospital special. It's knowing what the needs of the children are. But it's not only about them, it's about their families too, and the families receive the support as well.
0: Well, that, I mean, that's exactly why I wanted to have you on the show because you launched this new campaign this week and, and Good Things Guy wrote an article okay. about uh, Daniel Weber and his family. And one of the things, there's a little video that's in the mm-hmm. article that, that you guys had created um, to really bring home the message of the campaign. And one of the things that he says that, that struck me was how he was going through this absolutely traumatic experience that was incredibly overwhelming he'd arrived at the hospital uh, his son in the condition that he was in and he was trying to figure out uh, what the next steps were and and where this was going and and he you know very overwhelming and um the unknown yeah it's the unknown and there were just all these people around him that he speaks about in the hospital um, and we're going to put the video at the bottom of this podcast so our listeners can can watch it. But there were all these people um, in the hospital that were just supporting him. And you said it now. It's not just the doctors. Yeah. It's the nurses. The, the porters, the, the guy that stands at the door. Um, the security. Everybody was there and just being supportive of not only him and his family, but every single family that was sitting in that hospital. Mm. And I loved that because it does bring through the essence of what this hospital is. 100%.
1: Um, I think Daniel also told me the story that has stayed with me and I share it because I believe it's the value of, of the hospital and the staff who work there is that, you know, they were, I mean, Connor was in the ICU for four days and, you know, even though Connor was resuscitated, they didn't really know what the future was going to bring for the family. And as a parent, when you're sitting next to your child and you're traumatized, he was um, watching a nurse with a baby next door to Connor in the bed next door. And this baby, unfortunately, didn't have its mommy with him. And so a newborn baby, you know, afraid, sick, crying. And the nurse picked up that what was going to calm this little one was singing. So she spent her whole night singing to this child. And I'm like, I ask myself, where else in the world does this happen? You know, it's like, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, I spoke to another dad who's unfortunately their child had also passed away and they're actually um, from Johannesburg. And he said to me, he was in the ICU and he was sitting next to a dad and his son was there. And he didn't even own a pair of shoes. But they had something in common. Both their children were in ICU. And they both loved their children and they were there with them. And that's what makes it special. It's not a, it's not a building. It is a special place with special people who really care.
0: You, I can hear your passion. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear your passion. How was the situation or the idea approached with Daniel? Because obviously you're involved and and you are passionate about mm, it. Mm. But he has this family, this dad um, that's lost his son. How, how did that come about that he wanted to be a part of this and, and for him to stand up and tell his tragic story?
1: So um, after his experience and after um, Con had passed away, Daniel came back to us and said, Look, I want to help. How can I help? And the first conversation I had with him is, You know what you can do? Because he spoke very highly of the ICU staff, and it's very traumatic to work, and it's hard to work in the ICU. I said to him, you know what? Go and share your experience with the ICU nurses because often people don't come back and tell them how special they are.
0: You're making it sound like a very thankless job because you're stuck there. You're working on what you're working. And, and no matter what the outcome is, whether yes. it's good or bad, yes. um, it, it then moves on to the next chapter and no one really… So,
1: so I wouldn't say it's essentially thankless because they do what they love. I think, But what's hard for them is being in ICU is that they don't see a child running out. So they go down to the ward where they recover and a child runs out healthy they never see a healthy child walk out so they never really know what the outcome is going to be and you know they they actually in 4 days they grew very attached to Connor uh, Connor and um Daniel and the family and he came back and I was witness to see that amazing emotion in the room when he came back just to say thank you and this is what your support meant to to our family. And I'm like again, where else in the world does this happen? I think it's just just even though he's been through that trauma that he came back and said thank you. And then he said, well, house, what do you need? I said, okay, this is what we need. We need your voice and we need you to help us share your experience in terms of even though it was extremely traumatic for your family and no parent wants to go through but share it because you know we want to tell the world how amazing this place is
0: we we put the story up and uh, one of the first people to comment is actually Natalie Beveridge. We had her on our show. Uh, she had a, a, a little boy who, who passed away, Tiny the Marty. It's, it's an incredibly sad story. But we had her on the show as well because she's using her voice to raise uh, blood donations um, mm-hmm. in South Africa. She got very involved in that and it's absolutely incredible to watch her journey. But she was one of the first people that commented on the story and she said she just sees herself through him mm-hmm. and um, standing up and, and using the voice and the platform and the hurt to, to help others to heal and I think what Daniel's doing is just so commendable
1: uh, it's you know it it must for me it must be the hardest thing in the world because it's but for him it's a way to keep the memory of Connor alive and that's where we It's a it's a partnership and we can help him do that and he can help us in return and it's it's, there are so many stories like Daniel out there and it's saying, you know what, share your story because it really can help another family.
0: The Leave Your Mark campaign, which was launched a couple of days ago, what is it about? There's a number there with 150 million that yeah. you're looking for over the next two years. Um, we know the work that you, the amazing work that you guys are doing with the hospital. But in essence, what is this campaign about?
1: I'm going to say, I'm going back to what I said earlier. With all the will in the world, the government can't do it on their own. And I know a lot of state facilities, and particularly health facilities, are struggling. And so they need a help. And so the hospital approached us with a number of projects that they need help with, which includes um, the African Pediatric Fellowship Program and the child nurses. And it's not just about the hospital. It's about pediatric health care in Africa. And we added it all up, and it came to we needed to raise 150 million so that's rand. That's a
0: very big number. In two years. <laughs> that's a very big number. But you
1: know it's possible because South Africans are absolutely incredible. Two years ago, um, we needed to raise $130 million for our ICU. And, you know, it was the individual donations of 50 rand, 100 rand, the 2,000 rand that actually funded that project. Because, you know, I often get asked, what is my 50 rand going to do? You know, and my response is, That 50 Rand just funded that intensive care unit because you add those 50 Rands up and it comes up to the the millions. It really, really does. And I think you mentioned the passion earlier. The passion is it's, it's about our children. It's about their future. And I really, truly believe that South Africa cares about their children and they care about the children in Africa. Because if we don't provide a space for healthy children, we don't have, who won't grow up to become adults reach their dreams then we are not playing our responsibility as adults in South Africa.
0: I think it was Charlize Theron who said um, the the cure for cancer could be uh, in a child's mind who just see. doesn't have the money to to go get the health yeah. or get the education and it's our responsibility to give every child that opportunity Absolutely. to be able to broaden their horizons which I think is beautiful um, one of the things that you said which I, which I love and it's something that we need to hit home whenever we can is that um, it's the little bits that, that really add up to the big bits and sometimes things in, in life, can feel so big and so monumentous and overwhelming. And how are we ever going to get to 150 million? I have no idea. Well, you just said it two years ago, you got to 130 million. Um, it must have been, there must have been some tough times, but people just giving the smallest of donations added up to this big donation, 100%. which created a new space in yes, the hospital.
1: Yes, 100%. And so, a large portion of the 150, 112 of the 150 million, is actually for the upgrade of IMA emergency center. And that's something Daniel feels very passionate about. And he says it in his message is that you don't know when you are going to need or something's going to happen to your child and you might need a hospital. So it is our responsibility to help. And the emergency center does need um, support at this stage, and which is why we've taken on the project. I mean, the center itself sees around actually more than 45,000 children a year. Um, and Daniel Daniel and Connor and his family went through the emergency standard So he understands what the needs are. Um, we desperately need to put a lift in. It takes too long to get from the emergency center to the theaters or to ICU. And so it's a project that where it's been eight or nine years in the planning so there's a lot of thought a lot of collaboration that's taken place and so now we're ready we're ready to go out and say south africa we need your help
0: the the, uh, you said the hospital was built in 1956 has the emergency room ever been upgraded since then i mean uh, uh, to the size of what you guys are planning to do now
1: well i'm gonna i'm gonna repeat what our head of emergency currently says in 1956 they didn't need an emergency center um, it was only about twenty years ago that they created an emergency centre. And I've one got my of mouth these, open oh, wide. No, I'm see. like
0: <laughs> what? Cause and then, and it's a standard now. Like an emergency to have an ER or an emergency. Trauma trauma. Trauma. It's, trauma.
1: And it's literally it's basic preventable things. Um and if you speak to um Professor Sebastian van Asuza, who's our head of trauma, his biggest, biggest thing that he's very passionate about is kids being knocked over by a car and kids not being strapped in 10 to 15 percent of the kids that come in every year is as kids have been knocked over or not strapped into a vehicle and so it's raising awareness around the importance of taking care of your kids being responsible because you are the adult the other element that again i'm going to be a little bit more personal here is um, the element of child protection. I mean, we're seeing an average of 40 to 50 kids coming in a month. And the kids who come to our hospital are kids who need surgery as a result of child abuse. And I'm, you know, and I've got a question I'm saying, again, what are we doing as adults in terms of creating an environment for the future of our children? And so the amazing thing about the hospital is we have. Um, Social workers who work in partnership, so again it's not just about the medical care well it's, 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 it, it's that
0: word that I love when it comes to um, any organization it's sustainable, yeah so it's not just a once or flash in the pan let me, let me stitch up or fix this child and put them on their way it's fixing the problem
1: and it's holistic and it's about teamwork. And the social workers work in partnership. So they'll do an assessment of what's happened and they make a decision on what the next step is. The police work in partnership with the justice police and then decide what the next step is for the child because you can't discharge a child back into an environment when they're going to the, come.
0: The number, the, the number that you gave is just harrowing. No, uh, and and how, how that's not in the front page of our newspapers, we need to ask ourselves what the F are we doing wrong? Uh, like, this is, uh, that's a serious problem. Um, and as adults, We need to hold other adults accountable to not be putting their kids in that position. The children are are some of the most vulnerable of society. Um, They're little. They're gentle. We need to look after them. And I I say it again. We've said it from the beginning is, is they are our future. So we better hold that future in both hands and look after it.
1: I agree with you 100%, which is why we're here.
0: That's exactly why we are. Chantal, yeah. how did you get involved? Um, you said a couple of years ago you, you, you sort of took on the role uh, and we can hear the passion mm-hmm. in, in your voice. How did you get involved?
1: Well, my background is actually um, in violence against women and children. I'm a feminist by heart. But I'm really, really… So, so I
0: need st- some people are scared of that word feminism and you shouldn't be. It's, no. a, gr- it's a great thing to stand up no. for other people.
1: I think in a, feminism in a way is that… The, the challenges facing women and children in society, it's not a woman's problem. We need men as partners. We need to be having their conversations together in terms of finding the solution. And that is what I'm passionate about. For me, I've become children are our future. And it sounds so cheesy, but it is so true that, you know, I see how adults behave around children. And we need to be doing more. To be creating a better future for them. And... The Red Cross Children's Hospital is a space that I see miracles taking place every single day, and it's an opportunity for me to tell the world about, it's not only about the incredible children, it's about who are healed and go on to do incredible things. Um, I'm currently speaking to an adult who was an oncology patient at the hospital and is now starting to become a doctor to change the lives of other children. I mean, two years. Ago we had Katie who had a tumor who also wants to become a doctor because of the experience she had and it was a, even though it was traumatic it was a positive experience and so there are so many stories that can be told and that's what I want to do and that's what I'm doing is telling those stories with the help of dads like Daniel.
0: What I love, and, and I resonate with you so much, I absolutely love my job. Uh, every single day, I get to dive into the good things happening in our country. And I cannot tell you how to changed my perspective mm-hmm. of South Africa. Uh, they say um, the way you see the world depends mainly on how you look at it. And, and I get to look at the world through a very beautiful um, light every day. Mm-hmm. And I think even though there are tragic moments um, in a hospital, as with Daniel... Um, or the Weber family story, uh, there's also beautiful moments where a dad like Daniel will stand up mm. and use that, uh, use that story to uh, make a difference.
1: Absolutely. I mean, um, I'm going to tell you another one. That's, it's, I mean, there's so many. I mean, the, there's also, again, it happens to be an ICU nurse. Who, she works in the ICU, but her daughter was very ill, and her daughter was in the ward downstairs. So after her ICU shift, her day shift, she would go downstairs, sleep next to her daughter, shower in the ward, and go back up and look, take care of other kids. We need to know what's happening. We need to support healthcare facilities. We need to support the staff. We're so quick to moan and to find what's wrong. But it's actually, there's so many good out there. And it's exactly what you're saying. It's profiling the good, the good people and, and just spreading the news.
0: I'd, I'd love to say ordinary people doing extraordinary things, but there's no way that someone like that is ordinary. No. They, they are just absolute superheroes. 100%. Tell me, um, this new campaign, if I have 50 rand in my back pocket right now, how do I give it to you?
1: Well, it's actually quite easy. So there's actually two things. It's not only um, the donation. It's actually spreading the word. So go onto any social media platform. We are there. Children's Hospital Trust, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, you name it. We're there. Go and share, share, and share some more. Leave your comments. If you have a story to tell, you've had an experience at the hospital, you know someone who's had that experience, tell the story. Tell us if you want to share it with us and you want us to help you share it. please contact us the other is on our website you go childrenshospitaltrust.org.za take you to the homepage and there's a really big red button there that you can press and it'll take you to different ways that you can can give it is a simple way of giving and the, the 50 rands add up and make a very big difference.
0: I love that, and I want everybody to remember that. I also want you to remember that any stories that you share with Chantal and the team, um, they'll get those stories to us as well, because we want to share okay. them with the world. I, I want to go down to Cape Town and interview this ICU mom. I think that'll be a great story. But yes, so do that. Go to the website. We're going to put links in the bio so that you can uh, donate or share stories, or just after you've listened to this, um, sit down with your family or friends and tell them about it. Uh, tell them how much it matters and use that cliche children are the future because damn it they are and if we don't look after them the world's going to be a very different place Mm. chantal thank you very much for uh, joining us on this jackpot thank
1: you it's been amazing and um and i think thank you to everybody out there who's already supporting us who's already spreading the news because without you we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing we just want to grow it grow the the hospital in terms of what they do make it even bigger and even better
0: I love, love, love this campaign. I love the story. I love the hospital. And um, I'm going to do whatever I can to assist you.
1: Thank you. We Thank really you. appreciate it.
0: And only good things. That's it. Wishing you only good things. And for more good things, visit www.goodthingsguy.com. Okay? Love you. Bye.